Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Daily Grind. My name is Kelly Johnson, your fun and friendly host. We're in episode three of season three, the very best one yet. We have a special guest on today's podcast, so I'll keep the introduction short. So I'd like to introduce you to Matthew Nogueira. He is the Canadian soccer player who plays for Portuguese club Maritimo B as goalkeeper and part of the 2021 Canadian U23 squad for the Olympic qualifiers. He lives and works in Toronto area. So welcome to the show, Matthew. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. You know, it's, it's an honor to be here. I've been, I've been uh, watching a lot of your podcasts and I'm, I'm really happy to be on the show and uh, being a part of the growth of uh, this wonderful podcast. So thank you. Yeah, we are excited to have you on the show, Matthew. We're making history today. Obviously, you coming from background, talented athlete in, in the heart of the sport of soccer. So I guess, yes, to get the ball rolling. Can you tell our listeners, if they haven't came across your story already, who you are, where you're from, and what you do? Well, my name is Matthew Noguera. Yeah. Born in Canada, Toronto, a professional footballer, like you said, a Canadian international. I've been uh, here maybe in Portugal now for about 12 years. Um, by went by teams like Benfica, Gil Vicente. I also went back to Toronto FC, the B team as well. I've been through the lower divisions here in Portugal, and now I'm here with uh, Maritimo. And yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's awesome. Yeah, we're excited to dive into your story and just kind of the journey that you had so far over the years and all that you have accomplished. But yeah, before we get into you know your current position as goalkeeper, how'd you become first interested in uh, football? Uh, well, I have um, my parents are with a Portuguese background, so if 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 anybody knows anything about the Portuguese, it's football. Is, is like it's like a religion it's, it's a religion you know you you're born and you're the whole family's watching it you grow up around it the whole atmosphere is you know it's it's football you know it's work come home and you watch football that's how that's how I was uh, raised up with my family so it's something um yeah I guess uh, when I was born it was just it was just there with me you know yeah definitely did any of your family or like friends at a young age like play the sport or how do you get like you know pick up the ball like right away or well, I started playing at school, you know, it was, I was, I was always a very competitive kid. I, I loved to compete, you know, and I would, at recess, you know, I'd play soccer with my friends and I would come back into school all sweaty, smelling, you know, like a, like a sock, you know, cause it was, it was competitive. It was crazy. You know, it was, it was, it was school, but we, we were, we were very competitive. And, um, then I decided, you know, I wanted to keep on playing after school and my mom decided to put me in a, like a house league team. And from there, I kept on playing and my passion for, for football or soccer continued to grow. And, and yeah. Great. Did you also play like other sports as well or did you strictly focus on oh, soccer? Yeah, I played hockey, but I don't think I didn't even know how to skate. It wasn't it wasn't too fascinating. 
my mom actually thought I had problems with my ankles or something because of the way I skated was was so awkward. So <laughs> we decided, yeah, hockey's not for me. I did a few karate lessons as well, but it's not something I was able to stick with as well. You know, I think it was it was soccer, football, football, football. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah, definitely. I was just curious because sometimes with athletes, it, it goes across sports as well. If they, you know, stick, if they're just focused on one specific sport at a young age, sometimes they, you know, lead to burnout down the road. But it seems like oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. variety probably helped you out in the long run. Exactly. Yeah, it, it probably did. It definitely did. But yeah, after, you know, as the time went by, I realized, no, I think, I think what I'm gifted at is maybe football or what I enjoy doing, you know, most of the time is playing football. So great. Yeah. It's, again, we preach on the daily grind here doing something that you're passionate about i think that's really important again it, yes. it you get to do something you enjoy on a daily basis and doesn't lead to burnout again you can inspire a lot of other athletes out there listeners in general uh, people in the sport or outside the sport too just like telling your story and sharing it with others which is great yeah so you mentioned you played at a young age I mean, you built up, we're trying to kind of, you know, grow, grow on this journey here. Uh, yeah. You've attended probably a handful of camps, handful of practices, how many hours on the field and off the field training. What kind of led you, was there like an aha moment or certain time that you realized like, hey, I want to do this, pursue this career path? Yeah, well, I mean, I started football, like, as you guys know, I'm a goalkeeper and I started as a, an outfielder first. So, um so yeah, you know, it, it came to maybe when I was eight or nine years old, I had a tournament with uh, with a local team I was playing on, and the goalkeeper actually didn't want to go in net for some reason, I don't know why, and decided I wanted to go in net, and that's when I went inside the net. My mom hated it because my family thinks, you know, like, she was there, I seen her on the sidelines, furious, furious, she's like, you're not going in net, but I wanted to go in net, so I went in net, um, because they believe that goalkeepers don't do that much, you know. Soccer is all about scoring goals and all this stuff, but I went in that. I wanted to try it out. And yeah, from there, you know, I played, I, I did a pretty good job and I really enjoyed it. And that's, uh, and then I told my mom, you know, I want to start doing goalkeeper lessons and all that stuff. And yeah, my mom wasted lots, loads of money trying to, you know, get me good conditions to, to get me, you know, to, to perform well and all that stuff. And luckily she put me in into a, a camp with a, a professional goalkeeper, uh, ex-goalkeeper, which was doing a camp in Toronto. His name was uh, Nuno Santos. He's the current Tottenham goalie coach with Jose Mourinho. And he seen me, and um, after the first training, he went to go talk to my mom, and he said, you know, your son's a diamond in the rough. I believe if you train him in two or three years, I can bring him to Europe, and he's going to stay there. And that's that's basically what happened. We we started training together for for two to three years. You know, um, I was uh, like ten or eleven, training with like twenty two year olds, twenty three year olds. And by the age of twelve, he uh, sent me to Portugal with a team called Benfica, with the youth team. And from there, um, yeah, I stayed there, and that's that's when I actually started um, started believing. Well, you know, maybe I can make a living out of this, or Maybe I have future or something, you know, so, and it's crazy too, how things happen. You know, I believe like everything happens for a reason. And that day that goalkeeper was injured or didn't want to go in the net. I believe that was like something, you know, to get me into the net and bring me through my path, you know? So, so yeah. Great. Yeah. And just like that, 
experience and where it's progressed over the years and where it's taken you, obviously, yeah. uh, in your journey of, of goalkeeping. And also, too, are just coming for our listeners that are not too familiar with the sport. Goalkeeper, there's only one goalkeeper that's like versus, you know, outfielder. There's many people that field that position. So it's very competitive spot to, to play in. It's it's really competitive. And one thing I can tell you for, for a goalkeeper the most important trait you have to have is is uh, is confidence. You have to have confidence. You have to be good mentally as well. You know, always positive because you know, like I said, you only, there's only one goalkeeper. You know, and first, if you are playing, you're the last one back there. You know, if if you mess up, it, you know you're gonna you're the villain. You're the villain on the team, and you got you got to be prepared. You got to be mentally strong. And then there's other scenarios where you have three goalkeepers on one team and only one can play. And it's three goalkeepers battling for one spot. Mm-hmm. So you got you to be, you know, if you're not playing, you got to keep mentally strong, keep on working. Because, you know, with work, I believe you, you get your opportunity to play. And once the coach puts you in, that's when it's time to lock in and, and do your job. Definitely, too. And even with the, the game, the duration of the game as well, like, if you're if you're put into play like you're playing majority of the game for the most part oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah the whole game yeah. yeah for sure for sure and there's there's no time to switch off because a goalkeeper sometimes during the match won't have a lot of work to do but in a split second something can happen and you got to be you got to be locked in you know you got to be locked in uh, at all times i know we'll dive into this probably a little bit later in the interview but just you meant you teased that to just having, you know, the physical conditioning as well as mental conditioning as well. So key keywords, yes. confidence, always staying positive. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those yeah. Are, those yeah. are really important. Again, key traits of a, d- a daily grinder like yourself out there. So yes. So continuing on your journey. So we got that aha moment. You're you had that experience in Europe, Portugal. I'm probably going to butcher some words coming forward here, but uh, bear with me. It's a good uh, chance to okay, train yeah, your Spanish yeah, to try to yeah. remember it. I know. I went to, I did my first Europe trip two years ago, two years ago in 2019. I was in Portugal for basically 24 or 48 hours, just kind of a quick, oh, wow. <laughs> quick <laughs> where I, f- I flew back from there to Chicago. I did like Italy, France. Ireland and then Portugal was my last one yeah (laughs) (laughs) all over the place I didn't really speak much or I just kind of like just not Dilla had not Not, the short the short conversations (laughs) but yeah made made it work um hopefully I'll be able to get back out there sooner or later but yeah so you had of all the research I've done before this podcast, you, you had your first senior minutes in the Portuguese lower divisions with Bornos de Algodres. Bornos de Algodres. Bornos de Algodres. And RRD Agueda. Agda. Agda. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. tell us about those experiences. It was, it was different because the years before that, it was on a youth level. But uh, here in Portugal, when you turn 19, you're considered now it's senior it's the pro level and all that stuff and my first i guess pro or yeah pro team was was fornos de fornos de algodres and yeah it was it was challenging uh challenging but in a good way because first i was i was in a village you know this was i'm i'm from toronto i'm from the city you know i went from being in lisbon and 
up in the north. I was always in a good city, you know, with lots of people. And all of a sudden, I'm in a place where the population is 3,000, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, there's like nothing to do here. And yeah, the worst part, the worst part about that is I didn't start playing until like four months later. I wasn't even the first option nor the second option. I was the third option. And but I knew you know, with uh, I had there was good goalkeepers there, but I knew within myself that I was able to play on this team and I was showing them that. But for some reason, and I respect whatever the coach's decision was at the time, he didn't want to play me. And uh, the team was in dead last. We never won a game for four months, you know, and, and there I am on the sidelines just watching, you know, just give me a shot. And what was it he he decided to give me a chance three or four months later against the first place team in the league at the time uh i wish this could have been like a little fairy tale story but i played and we lost 3-0 but it was it was against a a very a very good team so he instead of trying to give me another chance to prove myself against you know another team he decided to take me off i was back to third goalie I kept on training, you know, I didn't, I was obviously, can, can I say pissed off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can. Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was pissed <laughs> off and, but whatever, I kept on training and I was killing it in trainings. And two months later, we played another team called Agda, which they were in first place again during that time. And we tied the game 1-1. That was our first official point in the league for like five or six months. And I played an amazing game. And two weeks later, the goalkeeper of that team got injured and Agda contacted Fornos Dalgoj and they wanted to sign me for that team. And I was like, I got to go. This, you know, like, yeah. uh, I, so I, I left to, to Agda, you know, bigger city, nice place, way better conditions than I had there at Fornos Dalgoj, a team that was actually competing to, to go up a division. But same scenario wasn't playing in the beginning. I was second choice on this team. Instead of third, I was second. But I kept on working hard, you know, and then Agda started not to get the results they needed. So well, usually when that happens, they change the goalkeeper and the coach gave me my chance. And yeah, this was more of a fairy tale ending. You know, the first game I came here, they came on, we won 1-0. Second game, we won again. Third game, we won again. And I stayed there for, I kept on playing until the end of the season. And um, come the last training before our last game of the season, I dislocate my finger. And it was against Maritimus B team. And they said, you know, it's the last game. This game really doesn't matter. You know, we're going to change goalies. Like, no, I want to play. I want to play. I'm good put my finger in place. I'm going on the field the next day, put some tape on my finger. I played against Maritimo and I'm heading, season's done. I'm heading back to Canada for vacation. Maritimo calls my agent, says we want to sign, uh, we want to sign him, you know, so. And Maritimo, the first team is a part of the first division here. So I'm ba I was basically going from the third division to a first division team. So it, yeah, it was, like I said, like I keep on everything, like everything's yeah. kind of placed in a way where you're like, it was mm -hmm. supposed to happen that way, mm -hmm. but you have to have your mind ready and, and ready to, to go through those obstacles. But you know, with that belief. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yep. I was just kind of reading off my notes too. This is a, yeah. You see you signed 2018 or pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can you tell us about that transition? So you, so you were 
like you've been on like three teams within a few years. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, like a year and a half, three teams. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it was, yeah, crazy journey. <laughs> crazy journey. And I'm, I'm like, I'm glad I went through some of those things because, um, like I said, it, it, it kind of built me mentally and prepared for any situation that comes my way, you know? So, mm-hmm. so yeah. How does it compare to with like a uh, team dynamics as well? Is it hard to coming as a new player onto a, a completely new roster or people that you, uh, players or coaches that you haven't interacted with before? Um, yeah, yeah, I guess, you know, maybe, um, you know, some players, depending on the players, some players may feel threatened that their position maybe is, you know, is up for grabs or something and all that, you know, but at the end of the day, you're a team too, you know, so it's 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 a friendly type of competition we, we have with each other you know but mm-hmm. most of all you know it's they they at least i'm eating though they took me in good it was it was a good introduction into the team so it was healthy so yeah definitely and then even too with the previous teams that you've been on have you stayed in touch with some of the the past teammates or players in general or yeah yeah i have i have I've, with with teammates yeah i have there were some some teammates, you know, that helped me uh, along the way, you know, to because obviously there was times where you know, I was confused, especially when I was at Fortnite Good. I was I was confused why I wasn't wasn't given a chance because I was doing so good in trainings and everything. And my teammates seen that too. They were they were also confused and had some good friends to help me at those moments where you know, like I was like in that iffy situation. And we we keep in touch till now, you know. And they they always say to me, you know, like. I I remember where you were at and where you are now, and it's it's amazing. Like it's it's it's, it's inspirational to to see you know how um, how far you you've gotten from from where you were. So that's so, yeah. really cool. Yeah, thanks for sharing all these insights. It's it's interesting to see again from someone outside of the sport, just like the progression, um, how you've taken. Uh, I love the quote that you said before: "Everything happens for a reason." So obviously, yeah. uh, all the stars aligned here, and we had that, yeah, that fairy tale. Yeah. I guess. I wouldn't say ending, it just continually it keeps on going. So uh, It does, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's actually, like, we kind of missed something even from my youth years when I was with mm-hmm. Benfica. Like, oh, there's there's yeah, there's yeah, just so much things that, you know, that's why I, I always have this, the belief, like, everything happens for a reason. You got to just stay positive, you know. When things are not going well, it's it's hard, you know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking, like, I don't sometimes doubt things that are happening. Obviously, sometimes in the back of your head, you have that little doubt, but, you know, you got to, you just got to keep on fighting, you know, like with your mind. It's it's a mental game. It's all a mental game, you know. Yeah, just having that balance and continually to persevere and progress. Yes, uh, exactly. Uh, stay positive and keep on focusing mm-hmm. on what you want to do and what goals you want to achieve down the road. So Never you, give up, right? Yeah, because yeah. if if uh, if you keep on getting back up, you can't lose, basically. You know, you keep on trying, keep on trying. You're not losing, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes, really well said, Matthew. Also, too, so most recently you also, again, keep on progressing to today's date. You played in the Olympic qualifying for Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games. Uh, so, yeah, tell us about that experience and your thoughts on your first. This is this was your first appearance. Yeah, Call up. Yeah, it was yeah. my first call up to. Well, not my first national team call up. I was with the youth teams of Canada when I was younger at the U17 level. But for, for the Olympic level, yes, yeah, my first call up. And. Yeah, it was a great experience. The people, the coaches, the staff, just everything in general, being there in the stadiums, 
singing the anthem, everything to me it was it was it was special. It's it's always special representing your country, you know. It's and it comes with a lot of responsibility because you know Canada's a nation, forty million people, and we have we have a lot lots of values and. We have to show those values on and off the field every single day. So it takes a lot of responsibility when you get called up to the national team, you know. So, yeah, but it was it was a great experience. I loved it. I loved every bit of it. There's nothing, nothing better, in my opinion, than getting called up to represent your country. That's awesome. Again, we're making history here. First one playing at Olympic Games <laughs> <laughs> qualifier <laughs> on the daily grind, which is awesome to hear and to, to see you and, uh, and all the excitement behind this. So, yeah, can you maybe share some behind the scenes or uh, you mentioned you got called up like did you anticipate that or did like your your current well, team like kind of hint at that or um... yeah well so when I signed for Maritimo you know my first season I was with the B team and the U23 team I did about like 35 or 35 games or 36 games with them and and but before like mid-season another funny story one of the goalkeepers on the first team of Maritimo's first team mm-hmm. got called up to his national team. So they were only left with one goalie and that goalie got injured. So they called me up to the first team and I actually debuted with the first team with Maritimo, which was in the first division. Mm-hmm. So that's the highest the, that you can be at Maritimo. And luckily enough, that game, they let me play. I was man of the match and I also so I stayed with the first team training with them and all that stuff and that's when the goalkeeper coach um that they uh contacted me about information he seen that I played for the first team which was big you know I was I'm the youngest goalkeeper for Maritimo in the last 25 years and I was 20 years old when I when I started for the first team so I think I I think the last 30 years I'm the youngest goalkeeper that's ever played for Maritimo's first team and from from that point on, I think uh, that's when I got the attention of the national team coaches, and they they kept on following my progress and game time and and all that stuff. And and yeah, that I guess that's that's why they they called me up now. You know, it's so so it's a good it's a good sign. <laughs> yeah, it's a good sign. Great story behind it too. And just from like overall preparation or when, when we teased on earlier you know physical and mental like conditioning for this did you have to do like a similar what you've done for just like a regular season or is this more intense being at like a with, um, game? with the national team yeah yeah similar but maybe a bit more intense you know they they they're at the national team that, like I said, they may they need to make sure you're a hundred percent ready to compete because you're playing other like nations like Mexico we had the states there we had we had honduras we had good good teams that good competition players that that are in high clubs here in in portugal in in europe in general so uh they have to make sure we're we're 100 percent ready you know so even in every day in the morning we would have to do urine tests to see how hydrated we are and they would give a chart in our group to see the hydration levels between everybody because they got to make sure you're hydrated and then after after every training, they'll have give us our recovery boots, like it's a compression boot that that relaxes your muscles, and we do ice baths, and then the heat, and then every morning we'll do activations and and all this stuff. And it's good too because we're always together. We're always doing so much things. We're actually creating a bond while we're doing all these things together as well, which is very important as well in the sports is having a good um, team chemistry with each other because you know, I 
uh, players, you know, players can win you games, but I think a good team will win you a competition, you know, will win you a trophy, you know, so it's, it was good. It was good. Yeah, really well said, Matthew. That actually is a perfect transition to the question I was going to ask you about. It's like building <laughs> building relationships with other players on the team or because with the national team, it's ever, was there anyone from your current team on the national team as well? Or you, you're kind of grouped now um, together with a, a, lot, a lot of different players? Well, there was actually, uh, there's one, you know, he's from Toronto. He's not on my team, but he's on another club here in Portugal that we play as well on sporting. Lucas Diaz and a great kid. He has a great future ahead of him if he continues to work hard. And um, I know he's younger than me. He's, he's only 19 or 20 years old, and he got called up to to our uh, Olympic team. And I knew I knew him when he was just 10 years old. You know, I knew him there in Toronto, and it was crazy how he got called up now, and he's on the same team with me, traveling and stuff. And yeah, it was great. It was great to see him there with uh, with me. So it was it was good. It was good. Sure. Yeah. Also, too. How about like on the coaching side or people that you work with, like on the supporting staff? Oh, the supporting staff. Yeah, we 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 would always talk every day. Not not personally, but well, personally sometimes to see how we're doing and all that stuff. But overall, good relationship with everybody, you know, like I said, they, they need they make sure that we're 100 percent fit, you know, like they'll make sure we have everything we need, any snacks that we need or any extra work that we need to have done or how we're feeling. If we need a massage, if we need to go to the physio, you know, they they will they'll make sure like, you know, they would it was, it was like catering us, you know, they it was mm-hmm. whatever, whatever we needed. The, the staff was fantastic. Fantastic. That's good. That's good to hear. Man, I should have gotten soccer. <laughs> Forget podcasting. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Another question I have too, just to, maybe not just on the national team, but over this past year, t- 2021 and 2020, in just regards yes. to how you, you know, travel, practice, and compete during this time, COVID's still going on. Versus prior years, was it more difficult? Was there different challenges or different uh, things that you've experienced that you haven't in prior years? I think the, um, I think maybe the only thing that's really changed maybe is the travel. I think it's just harder now to have like mm-hmm. the the fastest routes to to where we have to be. I mean, we did have to go through a bubble at once, which was like a month in like a in the hotel there by Porto, which is up there in the north in Portugal. I guess that would that was. You know, it wasn't that fun, but, you know, we had to do it. It had to be done. (laughs) But everything else, I think, I think, except not having people watching the games either, but everything else, it's kind of, you know, the same. It's kind of the same routine. Get up, we go train. Now we got, I guess we got to get our temperature checked and all that stuff. Maybe seating arrangements and all that stuff. But everything else in terms of training and all that stuff, it's, it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, you're still yeah, you're still focused. You still have your team goals. Yeah. You still have you still have to practice and compete and play at the high level that you perform at on yeah. a daily basis. So yeah, that's that's really great to hear. Yeah, hopefully, like I said, travel COVID goes down. And I'm open to travel more to experience yes. more in live sporting events. But yes, we we talked a lot about your experience on the field. So let's kind of shift to more outside the field and just yes. like how how do you find balance? With like I guess the rest of your life, your like your social life or just <laughs> things outside of outside of competing. I mean, yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess that 
that part of my life is not too interesting, I guess. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, like I usually made, well here, you know, the perks of being on an island here, I guess mm -hmm. I can go to the beach, you know, like the beach is nice, but I, I like to read. I like to, to read a lot of books. Sometimes I read random books, like about anything just to, I don't know, learn new things. I find, I find that interesting, you know, like I'm, I think I'm reading a book now about global warming. You know, I've never, I never really, I never really thought about global warming in, in a serious way, but now reading this book, you know, you start to realize a, a lot of things as well. And I think it's good always trying to enhance your brain and, and get, get more information and get informed about a lot of things. It's, it's another way, in my opinion, to, to have more confidence, you know, the more knowledge you have, the more confident you can be. That's one, you know, I like to play video games too when I, when I have a few, when I have spare time. Yeah, that's, uh, my life after football is not, is not too interesting. Yeah, no, 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 that's okay. No, you're really focused. That's again, that's your passion. That's what you're doing in life yeah. on your daily grind every day. Every day is a grind. And, but yeah. having those outside, you know, reading or even listening to podcasts like the daily grind or yes, video yes. games or that whatever. As well, well yeah. that, that I was going to get to for my morning yeah. routines, actually. Right? Oh, yeah. But that we can, yeah, we yeah, can we talk. Can, oh, yeah, we can definitely talk about it later. Hey, I, I didn't tell him to say it. Matthew just said that. So, <laughs> But uh, I think it's good to have those different extracurricular activities or just social activities that you do just to kind of take a break from the mind but also yeah. again strengthen your mind in regards to you know build knowledge i listen yeah. to podcasts i do reading too and just other things just to absorb different information yeah. that yeah. helps actually if it's even if it's not in your sport it kind of strengthens it yes pick out different ideas or thoughts that can really help you out in the long run exactly um, yeah yeah you're so right you're mm -hmm. so right that's awesome. Uh, but yes, also for just asking on behalf of our daily grinders who are, you know, athletes, whether they're pursuing uh, football long term or other sports, do you have best practices for them in striving towards their athletic goals? Well, that's what I was. Yes, yes, of course. You know, I think I think it's this whole topic we've been talking about is just get your mind right. And, and I think that starts in the morning. I think. I think your morning routine is key to, to how your day goes during the day. You know? If you get yourself motivated right when you wake up, I think you can get through whatever you need during the whole day after, you know, so that's the way I go about it. You know, if, if I miss my morning routine, I kind of feel I need, I need my morning routine. I need to, I can't mess it up. And that's how I stay motivated too. I think it's the most important, uh, it's the most important time of my day is, is early in the morning. Yeah, really well said, Matthew. Just, yeah, starting the day off right, I think that's important. Then you kind of get in that, that right mindset to, yes. you know, accomplish your goals throughout the day, whether it's tasks at work or things that you want to do outside of work that you're striving towards. Uh, that's huge. Definitely. So really well said. So, yeah, I guess one more question I have just in, in regards to the mindset, advice, uh, best practices. Looking back at all that you've accomplished so far over the years in your career, what's like the best piece of advice you've re received along the way? If you can't like narrow it down to one, maybe like one or two or something that's recent that you thought that was a really good, maybe a coach said to you, maybe one of your teammates or even outside of football uh, that you thought that really kind of drew you in to, to focus on your goals or have that right, right mindset. I think maybe, maybe it's probably from my family, you know, they've, think it, the best advice they gave me is to always work hard and because I come from a very a working hard family and a very humble family and 
they've always taught me, you know, you got to work for what you want in life, you know, and without hard work, you know, like hard work will always be talent, you know, and you you won't be able to to strive in life without the hard work, you know, nothing's given, you know, you got you got to keep on going, you got to go get it, you know what I mean? You got to it's it's a war out here you know you gotta you gotta you gotta survive you gotta you gotta fight for what you want so mm -hmm. i think i can get that from my family of always trying to work hard and trying to be the best the best version of yourself you can be right yeah really well said matthew these are really great takeaways for our listeners out there just fight for what you believe in fight for what you want to yeah. do and just go for it as well you know yes. build that confidence along the way and have that hard work and that right mindset to to achieve those goals so awesome to hear so yeah. yeah matthew we talked about your daily schedule you're on the field a ton uh you listen to the daily grind podcast just a little bit uh what's on your daily grind uh, later this year what's on my daily grind later this year yeah what do you got going on uh back half of uh, 2021 so i i don't i don't really focus well <laughs> i have one goal which is to be with to be with my national team for the World Cup qualifiers, you know, I want to get called up to the World Cup qualifiers. But I think mainly is my main daily grind is trying to just be a better version of myself every other day, you know, just trying to trying to be better than I was yesterday or trying to just trying to be better all the time, you know, trying to see what aspects of my life I, I can improve and and go from there. Really well said. We're cheering for you here virtually from the Daily Grind podcast. Uh, as we say on the podcast, keep up the grind. Say to what's best yet to come for Matthew and, and your grind out there. Speaking of motivation, do you have a word of the day to inspire our listeners or even a quote or a saying? Oh, that's easy. It's belief, right? Belief. There's two, actually, I can use belief and sacrifice because I think uh, you some at least in the sports world, you know, you got to you got you got to sacrifice a lot of things to to be where you want to be. You know, you're when I was a young kid, you know, I instead of going out with my friends, I was there doing extra goalkeeper trainings and stuff and 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 all all that sort of stuff. And then it's it's belief as well, because, you know, if if you don't believe in yourself, who's gonna believe in you? You know, so it starts off with you, basically. So um, so belief and sacrifice, I think, are the two key words I I live by. You know, like I said, my my life after football is not too interesting, but it's a life that I you know what I enjoy because the the pleasure I get and the adrenaline I get on the field is is worth is worth everything uh, everything else. You know. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah, I think those uh, belief and sacrifice, I think those are perfect for today's episode. Uh, Matthew, uh, inspiring us on our own daily grinds out there. Last but not least, if our listeners have questions, comments, want to get in touch with you, want to follow you on social, how can they do so? I think the main one is uh, my Instagram. You guys can follow me there at Matthew76Noguera. Um, you guys can ask any questions you want. And yeah, I think that's that's main, my my main social media for 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 football. Wonderful. Yes, we'll put Matthew's contact information into show notes. As always, thanks again for tuning in today's episode. A big thank you to Matthew for being on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Shout out to the Daily Podcast for having me here. Like yeah. I said, it's I, I enjoy uh, I enjoy listening to your podcast. I think the idea that you guys are doing is is amazing, and I know like with the work you're putting in, I, I believe this podcast is gonna go places. So 
thank you again for for having me here. It was a pleasure, and uh, hopefully we can we can talk again sometime. Yeah, definitely. Likewise, enjoyed having you on the podcast, Matthew. Thanks for tuning into the Daily Grind this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Daily Grind Pod. Please also remember to visit our website, www.kjfwi.org, and shop our merch. Until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson. Have a great day. This episode was produced by the Kelly Johnson Foundation with music composed by Connor Christian. Thanks also to our podcast team, Kaylee Conklin, Davis Johnson, Sophia Spera, and Will Steinberg.